Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. We're back with episode 36 to talk about what's happening in the world of data and data protection. And today we're focusing on the misuse of sharing information with third parties. And that's based on a story that you spotted in the news this week, Kelly, that caught your attention. Yeah, earlier this week, the Norwegian Data Protection Authority has fined Grinder, the gay dating app, £8.6 million or 100 million kroner after an investigation revealed that the dating app was sharing highly sensitive information about its users with advertisers. And this included location information, sexual orientation and mental health details, which is outrageous you know to, to just to start off with and it's a significant amount of money because it's 10% of Grinder's overall global turnover and I think whilst there has been a lot of focus on the sharing of third-party data and I know there's been a lot of attention with cookies the, the sensitive nature of this is devastating even if they weren't to share sexual orientation the fact that data from Grinder has been shared you could indirectly infer that because mm. um, it promotes itself as being dating app for gay and uh, bisexuals so the inference alone is quite devastating. I was just going to say I saw that they were sharing keywords with those advertisers as well including so it was uh, gay, bi, queer, trans and you know while it's fine for people who are out there and people know potentially there's a risk that if people aren't yet fully out to family, friends and somehow the advertising is driven that then they're seeing and people can see that that then it could lead to awkward questions in their life that they're then maybe not at a point that they're ready to share and so could be quite damaging to their mental health their well-being if it puts them in a situation where they're, they're then in conflict with people that they care about. Absolutely. And what the Norwegian uh, Data Protection Authority found was actually there was a real lack of information on Grinder's privacy policy to explain actually what it does with data and how it shares it. So Mm. they really weren't meeting the very first principle of the regulation which is fair lawful um, and transparent sorry i was just going to add to that that they um, also indicated that they were very reliant on users using other mechanisms within their tool as in the device the tool yeah um their phone to actually prevent data being shared so it would be at a operating system level rather than actually directly uh, in the app so that they were very much relying on the user to take additional steps and measures rather than them being in control of it and even when some Somebody had opted out because it was opt out not opt in they would still share a opted out indication with the advertising partners who then could choose to just ignore that yeah i think clearly it's not compliant with gdpr definition of consent no absolutely absolutely not and clearly was following had no purpose for sharing no clear purpose for sharing the information because there's a difference between collecting it and using it to help you find dates or whatever you want to use Grinder for there's a totally different purpose for wishing to then share that information with third-party advertisers and I think certainly over the last couple of years there's a lot more activists really looking in to that misuse of data by third-party advertisers and the reality is is once it leaves that organisation, once it leaves Grinder, you have very little control uh, over what happens to your information. And I know that you saw something on uh, Twitter, which was, you know, ridiculously alarming about just how far 
or how many times your information is actually shared and with just how many third parties. Yeah, so it was quite interesting that a thread I found by a data and tech expert was looking sort of through the the analysis of the the decision by the the regulator. So it's, it's still a draft decision. I think they've got till the 15th of February to contest it. But he was looking through and sort of breaking down some of the key areas. And what I thought was particularly interesting was that when you looked at it, Brenda talks about the fact that they, and the point that they're, asking you if they ask you there's 19 third-party companies that they can share your data with if you're signed up to the app taking one of those third parties they then that third party had 170 partners that it reserved the right to share your data with so that was 170 170 170 yeah 170 so from 19 to 170 by one of those 19 and then one of those 170 of those partners from that middle one they reserved the right to share your data with 4,259 third-party partners. Just wow. part, of the, part of the determination by the Data Protection Authority in Norway is that Grinder had no control over what happened to the data once it left their organisation. Mm-hmm. And they're very clear that in this decision, and it could be pretty huge for the, the sort of that real-time bidding industry, the fact that app vendors are responsible for how data is shared across the system not just directly with the partners they choose. They have to be mindful of where it goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. And if I think about any of the news websites particularly that you go to, if you ever look into the managed settings, which I always do, and you look at the list of third parties who could access your data if you give consent. And interestingly, there's quite a few of them that are relying on legitimate interests, which I I have massive problems with. So I I will always reject all. So I don't think getting out there. It's probably too late, but just in principle, I'm, I'm rejecting them all. But I think it really shows if you've got all that list directly with any of these news websites who are those partners then sharing it with and where is your information going and the, the Norwegian DPA have been very clear that actually part of the fine is due to the fact that Grinder lack control of the data flows and their recipients and then who that then got shared with and the interesting part of it, as well as the fine is they are very clear that they expect that any personal data that's been illegally shared with third parties is deleted so I wish Grinder the best of luck with complying with that because how on earth and it's part of the gdpr regulation you know it's good to see that if there's a if you've shared data illegally or you get a request for deletion and you've had no lawful basis to process that data or share that data further on it's your responsibility as the controller of that data to then find out where the third parties have where the data has been shared further and make sure that they delete it and that's going to be you know just with one partner look how quickly that escalated if that's each of their 19 partners thousands and thousands of companies and advertising partners that they then have to try and get data deleted about their users i i have no idea how that's achieved it's a phenomenal task and obviously one they do need to do and but the regulation also gives an indication about how quickly they would want that to be done by and i'm sure that the notice that has been given by the uh, norwegian data protection authority will give guidance as to how quickly they want that done because any one of Grinder's users could actually put in that request to say, I want you to delete my data. And it has to be done within a month. And that's, you know, I don't know how many users Grinder actually has on it, but that they probably don't have enough man hours or woman hours to be able to actually respond to that. And certainly what I've seen is that 
Max Shrimes, who, if anyone's listened to us, will know that has challenged the privacy shield and has been has a real thing about illegal use of information, has said he can't see how Grinder gets out of this fine or kind of negotiates reducing it down because it's such a blatant misuse of information. I think that looked as well like there was a difference between the paid for version and the free version. Oh. So they were very clear that there was, you know, the impact on people who potentially didn't have access to the paid for version for whatever reason and that they were just using the free version had less control over their data and they're like clearly though Grinder was profiteering or making money out of that information I mean how many times have we had this conversation just me and you and I know it always gets us hit up so anyone that's listening okay. I apologize for what's about to happen how many times have we said anything for free you the individual are what is being monetized so if absolutely you, if you want to use the free app I'm not telling you not to do it what I'm, I'm urging you to do is to read the privacy policy and try and get some semblance of an idea of what they're going to do with your data and if it says nothing I'd be even more suspicious because nothing for free they can't run their business on a, a free model of as an app so no they, and often you know we've been in various different meetings in various different sectors where they're looking at innovative ways to use data and all of them are looking at how do you monetize the data and that's the that's always the expression that's used and so the data isn't just data it's data about you and your usage of the app and any information that they think is going to be relevant whatever that's linked to in the core fundamental purpose of the app there'll be something behind it that's given them insight into an area that they know they can then make money from by selling on to advertising partners researchers other individuals and it's something i think we can certainly pick up over coming months as i think there's going to be more stories like this some of which have kind of flitted across our radar as we've been reading uh, this one so we'll look into them in a little bit more detail but I yeah. think it's um we have talked about this real-time bidding before and I think mm. it's probably going to come to light and be much harder potentially for the whole industry if this decision is upheld which from all accounts you know you think it's likely to be you know if the app vendors and then you know by extension you've got to go with websites as well because it's, it's mm. happening in a similar way there if they're responsible for the data and how it's shared across the system then they have to I think that how do they overcome the challenges of getting consent for sharing data at that scale? Fully transparent, I don't know how that's possible. And you'd end up relying on people who basically say, I don't really care what happens with my data. And I don't know how many people that would include. But it's not even just the consent. It's like to share the special categories of data, there is there are additional measures that you have to put in place to be able to justify the fairness of that sharing. And I, mm. I don't see how they ever justify that. No. And it's interesting because apparently in this investigation, the nature of the data that's been shared hasn't been considered. This is just about the sharing of, of information rather than considering the fact that it's special categories information. And they're saying that's not to say that that couldn't be investigated in the future and that they'll look into that. So it might not be the end of the story for Grinder. Oh, no. And I think it's it should be a warning for anybody because years ago, you know, in our training, we talked about, you know, how there was a clinic in London that was fined, in comparison to this, a minuscule amount of money. It was still about 180000 because essentially they sent out an email with everybody in the CC box rather than blind copy. And it was from a HIV clinic. Essentially, you couldn't, you potentially could infer that you are either a client or a patient of that clinic and infer that 
you know, rightly or wrongly, that you might have a HIV diagnosis. And be just because of that email and the fact that people felt distressed because of that, you know, the fine came out and that was pre-GDPR. That You know, and it's the potential impact, isn't it? The potential yes. impact on individuals for, you know, the fact that they could be discriminated against, that they could be blackmailed. You know, people found out about this and it's something that they've kept to themselves, that people will use, will seek to use that information in a way that's going to cause that individual harm. And it's, you know, the same with sexual orientation, that potentially, if, you know, there are still places in the world where that can threaten people's lives. And, mm. you know, this is a global company. So, yeah. you know, the reality of it is you don't know the impact that that could be having on an individual anywhere in the world. So I'd say, because I, I think we could talk about this for quite some time and we're running out of time. But I would say to anyone that's listening, two things. If you're going to download something for free, check read the policies really understand what they're going to do with your data but if you're looking to develop you're looking to um share data think about data protection first do your data protection impact assess don't think it doesn't apply absolutely i think people go full steam ahead with developing apps with the great idea and the vision that they'll monetize the data without really thinking about what that means the impact on individuals privacy and i think from that perspective it's key and i know that at the moment and it's something that we're going to look at in the coming weeks as well you know there's a hot new app on the horizon clubhouse and both of us want to take a look into the privacy policy but i hope for all of you that are downloading it you are reading that privacy policy and understanding what's happening with your data before you put it onto your phone. So that's probably draws to an end our chat this week. It's been really interesting to talk that through, Kelly, and I think that there's probably going to be some things and topics that we'll be able to pick up in weeks to come over the coming year. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to put forward any ideas for what we can talk about or you've got any thoughts about what we've talked about today, please do contact us on our email address, which is coffee at dbxuk.com. We'd love to hear from you. One final little thing. We last week celebrated International Data Protection Day. It was on Thursday. And what we'd like to just take this as an opportunity for uh, all of our lovely listeners out there to do is to take some time to just stop and think about where you are with your own data protection practices, either individually, you know, what are you doing with your information? How are you sharing it? Are you comfortable with how companies are using it? And if you're in a business to think about how you're using your company data, what the policies are in place, and just take stock of where you're at. It's a good time to do it. It's January, it's the new year, and you can commit to making improvements in how you're handling and using personal data. So on that note, we'll say thank you very much. It's been good to chat, Kelly, and yep. we will look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.